this is the Pink Couch Podcast with Ashley, and welcome back for episode two. And my husband, Marcus. Hey, guys. Well, Ashley, you made it back, episode two. This one is a little different now, because now it's like, uh, we're starting a pattern here with the podcast. How do you feel we two? Um, still a little overwhelmed, but whatever, right? It's all good. So, this past weekend, you took a trip to Denver. What made you go to Denver? So, I went to Denver for the Women Evolve Conference. Um, It's a conference for women put on by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Probably about a month ago, you and I were talking, and I was thinking about buying something that I didn't need, and I was telling you about the conference, and you were like, oh, I should go. So, I kind of abruptly made the decision to go to Denver. And now, for any dude who would be listening, because I know this was like a thing for me, I didn't know who Sarah Jakes Roberts was, technically. Right. So for if it's some girl who may not be a black woman, how would they know or how would you describe Sarah Jakes Roberts? So Sarah Jakes Roberts is the daughter of T.D. Jakes, um, I guess you would consider him, or I consider him, a mega televangelist, like a mega TV pastor or some sorts. Uh, he has a very large following, large church in Texas, and then also his satellite locations in Denver and L.A. She's his daughter, and um, she grew up a pastor's kid, and like a lot of people that grew up in the church, had some rough areas and different times where she was detached from God and in her later years she's developed a ministry from all the different things that she's went through in her life uh her ministry is called woman evolve because she encourages women to evolve past their current place in life into like their true calling true destiny true purpose all right so what would you who was this conference for what type of woman was the conference for? The conference for? That probably was the most inspiring thing is that the conference had something for everyone. Like, I got to Denver on Thursday. I kind of just chilled out. And then Friday and Saturday was the actual conference. And literally, there was something to speak to every facet of a woman. There was things about business, things about fashion, things about daddy issues, things about marriage, relationships, purpose, anything that you could think of. There was probably a breakout session about it. And then as far as seeing women, I remember I texted you like, there is literally every kind of black woman here in attendance. Well, um, was it anything at the conference that you would have felt like you missed that you wanted to go to or like was your track that you selected perfect for you with the camera? So um, there were a few, like a lot of the breakout sessions were 
really good and seemed really interesting. So there was some sometimes where I had to make some decisions about, oh, do I want to go to this versus that? One thing that I would have liked to attend was the prayer session by Cora, who is Sarah's sister. Um, but the cool thing is that you can do the replay of everything. So if there's something that you missed, you can go back and watch it if you want to catch the replay or whatnot. Okay. So share your experience then from the conference. Okay, so my experience, I went by myself, which was like in and of itself something different for me because I always travel with either you or my mom. So you travel by yourself, not the conference. I don't yeah. want Tiffany to be. <laughs> I traveled okay. by myself and um, my, my friend Tiffany, she was attending with some of her friends from church and so I linked up with them. So that was, um, and she, she lives in Arizona, so. That was cool. And then once I got there, interestingly enough, I ran into a few people that I knew from Detroit. So that was cool. Um, so how do girls recognize girls from Detroit? Well, well, I knew them. I didn't just say like, oh, hey, girl, you from Detroit. But no, I knew them. So okay. that's different. Because me and John, when me and John went to Philly, like, you know, like you see like Detroit paraphernalia, like Detroit versus everybody or Tiger's head. Or Pistons had, and it's like, oh, he from here. And I mean, well, to get off top, off topic though, somebody wearing a Tigers hat probably is not from Detroit. They probably from like Down River or something like that. Like, no, everybody wore the D hat. Oh, you talking about like the better D hat? I'm thinking of like the, the rugged white boy D hat. No, whatever. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Detroit people just know Detroit people. That's just okay. Yeah. All right, so back to back to the conference. Back to the conference. Um, so I was a little uneasy about going. Like I wanted to go, but then I didn't want to go because I don't really like mega movements. Like that's not my thing. Like I don't like big churches. I don't like super pastors. I don't like <laughs> uh whatever. Like in my religious upbringing I've kind of shied away from those type of things so I was a little nervous about going and I was a little skeptical too because that's just my nature um so the first day the initial breakout the initial session the praise and worship was like amazing and I think what is really good or what I really enjoyed is that it was women ministering to women so often it seems like everybody wants to tell a woman how to be a woman like you got men out here that are best sellers for telling women how to be women and what they need to do to be a successful woman so I'm just gonna take a shot at Steve Harvey <laughs> I mean I, whatever <laughs> I'm not reading Steve Harvey books but to each their own um yeah, so I, that was the best part because I feel like in becoming a better woman, the best person that I can go to or gather from is actually a woman. So that was um, really, like, it was really good. So Sarah came out the gate with a really great message. Um, there was a therapist there who... Um, 
did some things that were like really amazing as far as just like so many times we carry so many traumas with us especially as black women we're taught to tough the road or keep moving and stuff like that so a lot of times you enter into new phases of your life and you don't even realize the different things that you're carrying or the different things that you're still holding on to so the first day was like amazing just in the first half um the second half that was really dope was they had a um daddy issues seminar which was really like a great conversation it was with sarah and td jakes and once again i sometimes i can be like like i said not really cool with men telling women how to women but um i thought it was a pretty open and pretty good conversation um talked about a lot of different things touched on different things me myself as having like an absent father there was definitely some things that um i felt were valid or felt like oh yeah i understand that or i see it the other thing that i've I thought was interesting, but I kind of like already knew is that like just because your dad's in the home, that doesn't mean that you don't have daddy issues or just because you have a relationship with your dad, that doesn't mean that you don't have daddy issues. So that was really good. I mean, it was so much depth in the conference that I literally could go on and on and on about all the different things that happened. So. It was somebody else that you had mentioned on day one too, though. I was really excited to meet my mentor in my head, my leak too. So I was like, like that was like really exciting for me. Um, it was really dope. Um, like I said, that's somebody that I listen to her podcast all the time. I follow her on Instagram. So to hear her speak in person was cool because it's like, it's something that I had wanted to do. And then to actually get to meet her was like, great. I'm so horrible with like the pictures thing that everybody else got like 9,000 pictures from one mini vlog. I think I got five, but. Five that you didn't take. <laughs> yeah, five that I did not take. But on the flip side, you know that if I'm really having a good time, I don't typically have any pictures. We don't have any pictures from our honeymoon. We don't have any pictures from a lot of stuff because. If I'm having a great time, then I don't usually have my phone out, so. All right, and day two, because I feel like you're leaving something out, but I, I'll get back to this <laughs> since you're not going to break down the days, right? On day two, uh, explain day two, like the time, like what time you had to get up, like what time did day one end, how did all that stuff work? So, out? also day one ended with a pajama party. So after we had our break for like dinner and stuff, everybody came back and it was a pajama party and it was a panel. That's the other lady that I told you I met, Marie Silva, who was on the panel and she leads a church in LA. And I was like, really, um, I really thought she was really cool, really dope. Like her message was really good. Uh, the pajama party panel was great because they allowed women to ask questions about you know, regardless, and there was so many different questions and so many different things. And then there was different levels and layers of advice because the panel had like Sarita Jakes, who is like T.D. Jakes's wife, and she's older. Ariane Simone was on the panel. 
um, Cora was on the panel, Sarah was on the panel, and then Holly Furtick, who's the wife of Steve from Elevation Church, she was on the panel as well, along with Marie. So it was like really getting advice from women that were at different spiritual levels, different growth levels, different professions, different walks of life. So That was the Pachirma first. So what about day two? How did you approach day two? Okay, so day two... Um, day two was cool. Uh, we they kicked it off again with praise and worship, and praise and worship is like my favorite thing. Like I like love praise and worship, so that was like, and it was really good. It wasn't like I'm saying really good. Say some songs. Say some terms. Like, it was like giving us the experience. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm not a singer. No, so, I mean, you can give us the songs. What songs was the praise and worship with? Who was the leader of praise and worship? Okay, I know what this because Tiffany um, knew who this was, but her name was Dana, and she was an amazing singer. Prior to that, though, they would have, like, these icebreakers because we did have a host. Her name was Kayla. She was really sweet and really cute and just really, like, down to earth. And like I said, it was, like, one of these experience, it was like black girl magic on a million people. Like everybody was just so cool. Like, oh hey girl, I love your outfit. Oh, you look super cute. And, but it was even greater because it it wasn't any like it wasn't forced. It was really natural. It was a lot of just like supporting and loving on each other and just like praying for different people and it was really cool. Um, so first day kicked off with praise and worship and icebreakers. Then Trey, who is Sarah's husband, did a message. He's a pastor too. He's a pastor too, and he's um a pa- he's the pastor of he does the Potter's House One LA and then also the Potter's House in Denver. Trey was really good because I, and I even text you about this too, which is funny because I guess we talk a whole lot even when we're not together. But um, I text you like, okay, he's really cool. Um, I really liked um, his message of just supporting women and uh, like loving a woman to the point where she's able to grow into what God has called her to be. His message was on um, becoming a producer, and, you know, the end was H-E-R. And uh, he just talked about how women are called to bring forth, like we're called to bring forth life. And um, it was... um, it was really good. He he talked about how, you know, God has said something about you and how you have to produce what he said about you and you have to bring it forth, you know, in life and everything. Um, another thing that he really drove home is that your environments can keep you ignorant and they can keep you from producing what you're called to produce, which, I mean, it seems like a common sense thing, but at the same time, some environments that we're in, we don't even realize we're in them because we've been in them for so long. You know, like they can be family environments. They can be friend environments. They could be 
our mindset environments, you know, different things that we've taken on as normal. And because we've made them normal, we're not operating in our full grace. We're not operating in our full purpose. Um, at the end of his message, he had made a decision to, he wanted to pray for all of the women and he started to pray and it was like something I had never experienced. Well, I can't say I've never experienced it before because when I was like 13 or 14, um, we used to go to these things called Acquire the Fire, which were like youth conventions. And it was just like all youth ministering to youth for 48 hours. Um, and they they started praying for everyone in the audience and like really just coming down. And the women that were there were praying for each other. And it was like a supernatural thing just seeing God move and seeing like different women who have been struggling with different things lay them down at the altar and you know just making a choice to shed different environments shed different strongholds I mean while it would be hard to make a change I believe that like prayer and admittance is the first key to or a person's new life or a new freedom so it was really amazing to see people get the first step to walking into their new life with God or new life with Christ what was the now you did say he had a takeaway he may mention something about therapy about having so Pastor Teray was really um really real and it was like really crazy because it was a lot of the stuff that you and I talk about all the time and he was talking about Christian counselors and I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with a Christian counselor but a lot of times Christian counselors are not licensed to deal with the traumas that come with everyday life so yeah they can be your gateway to getting more assistance but he made a very valid comment a very valid point that a lot of times we're dealing with heaviness and we're dealing with issues and you want to go to your church like oh yeah I went to my church and I'm praying and it's like no sis no bro go get a therapist like a licensed therapist who can walk you through your traumas who can walk you through your anxieties who is experienced with dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and different things like that and give you the proper means to cope with it. Yes, it's a beautiful thing to go to your church and talk to someone and they pray for you and they give you the scriptures that you need. But it's even more important to get somebody that went to school for this that can recognize if you are having, maybe it might be a chemical imbalance. It might be something that was brought on from who knows what, but being with a licensed therapist puts you with somebody that can recognize everything, not just the spiritual aspect of something. And is it now? I know I wanted to cover that. What else happened on day two that you can think of? So I went to the purpose seminar by Arian uh, Simone, and that one was really good. Arian's from Detroit, so big ups to that. And then, What's Arian's story? She went to Cass. Uh, right, she she's to... also a Cass Tech alumni, mm -hmm. so of course, you know, we support our own. Um, 
But anyhow, she went to FAMU. She graduated. She, I mean, it's her story to tell, but she worked and then she lost her job. And then she had a bunch of different hardships along the way, but she just talked about being fearless and trusting God and weathering a storm and taking seizing opportunity and different things like that. And so her, um, her breakout was really good. She had some great points about things that I really believe in, which are rolling up your sleeves and working hard, showing up, and, you know, different things like that. So that was really cool. Um, so what happened at the end was there was a volunteer who had been helping Ariane all weekend. And so she said to the girl, she said, you mind if I tell your business? And so the girl had like an apprehensive face, but she was like, go ahead. So Arian basically shares the story that this girl is homeless. She's living in a shelter and, you know, she, she had lost her job. She, I believe, had just found a job, but she has a two and a half year old, whatnot. And um, Arian was like, you know, I'm going to give this much money to you. And then Arian's friends that came with her were like, oh, we're giving this much too. And Arian didn't even have to say anything. Literally, this room that had 500 women in it just started giving money to this girl. And then they're like, wait, we don't have cash. Do you have a cash app? Like, literally, nobody asked any questions. They really were on board to be a blessing to her. So that was really really dope too um the other breakout session that I went to was the marriage one with Tere and Sarah and that was a really good it was a really good seminar it just talked about like communication and understanding your mate's intentions and um it was it was really good and I mean it's always good to see black couples that are young, that are married, that are happy, because so often people try to spew out here this myth that people that are married are not happy, and especially if you're younger and you're married, you're not happy, or life could be so much better if you're single or whatever, so that was cool. So what was your biggest revelation from that marriage session? My biggest revelation? For yourself, not just the overall message. Like, what did you realize that was like, oh, hmm. Um, I think one of the things that really... Um, was something that was like, oh, other people deal with this. Like, well, number one was hearing people's every time you hear other people's stuff you're like oh wow people's marriages are really under attack you know like they're really under attack or they're really having to put a lot of elbow grease into it and it makes when you're arguing about vacuuming or something like that seem stupid um the other thing was about realizing who you like realizing who you are and why do you always take things a certain way? Like, I think I'm uber sensitive, I guess you would say. Or I'm always like, don't talk to me like that. Or don't say that. Or why are you saying that? And you're like, I didn't even say anything. But sometimes you have to realize where does this stem from with you? Like, 
Sarah talked about that. Like, when you're a certain type of person, for example, when you're a people pleaser and you feel like you're extra critical on yourself, just someone asking you a question can seem so much bigger than what it really is because of your own heart or your own mind or the underlying issues. So, so what was your biggest takeaway? Like, what did you feel like I did? I got this information and I want to bring it back and put it to use in my marriage. Mm, my biggest takeaway was just being more understanding and then like being slower to jump to conclusions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had to attend to it at the house. So, um, the last thing I was asking you, it was just about the biggest takeaway from the marriage session of the uh, conference. So, um, I told you one of the things that I really admired about Tere is that he really is into um, speaking to women and speaking to them in a, in a way or manner that is not beneficial just to men. Like, he's not out here, like I said before, womanizing and then preaching um, how to be more susceptible to a womanizer. Um, so one of his, one of the things that he said first was that, you know, a husband's responsibility is to see his wife and to speak to the parts that he sees that she can develop or the parts that he sees that she may be hiding that are in essence part of her true purpose or, you know, her passion. Um, the other thing that he said that was really, um, good was that he said, don't shrink in marriage, boss up. And a lot of times, especially with women, when you get married and you have kids, you, you do tend to put your purpose or what you're called to do on the back burner for your home and different things like that. And so that was really something that I felt like. I needed to take back into our marriage because a lot of times you encourage me to do different things, but I'll be like, oh, the boys need this, or I need to be doing that, or I need to focus elsewhere versus cultivating the things that are inside of me. And then the last thing that he said in the, or some, which one of them might have said was, um, and I'm just checking my notes from it. It was um, about um, not giving up before you grow up. And, I mean, that just speaks violence because, you know, you get married and you have these ideas about what marriage is supposed to be. And then you have these, like, pressures that you put on your mate about what you expect from them. And a lot of times we don't look back in the mirror about who we are and what we contribute or what our pitfalls are or what our shortcomings are. So, you know, and because your mate is not necessarily meeting the requirements or what you thought or what you want, you're ready to give up. And it's like, wait, you know, you both have to grow into this and you both um, are still growing and there's still some things about yourself that you need to master and now you have to master it with another person so before you're 
premature in doing something, take a minute and really think it through. Uh, another thing that was really um, important, or I really, which I feel like we operate off of, but it was just like a driving home thing that, oh, we're kind of doing this right, is operating in a sense of grace. You know, showing grace to each other, meeting each other in the deep, dirty parts of different things versus standing on the outside or seeing a person but not really seeing them. All right, so now the tough questions. All right, what's up? Was the conference worth it? The conference was worth it, and honestly, I was thinking about paying for my ticket for next year already this week. Uh, I think it was like the second day, and I hit up Ashley, who is like my soul sister. Like, next year, you coming back with me. I'm, you coming. Like, we 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 here. We going to be at Woman Evolved together. I am, as you know, a person that does not rock with large churches. I am not with the Superstar Jesus movement, typically. And Women Evolve was everything I needed, everything I didn't know I needed, and um, it was amazing. Like, I, I shared on my Instagram that I felt like on Saturday my life changed spiritually for the better, and I really do believe that. Um, it's one experience that you haven't shared. Do you want to share it or no? What's it? You met somebody. Oh, yeah. Somebody prayed for you, all these things. So okay, yeah, yeah. Stuff, but just yeah, I know. I can, I definitely. The connection you made. Yeah, that was, um, something. I am, I will call myself a loner. You will say I'm lying, but, um. I guess I'm what you would call an ambivert. Like I can't wait to Tiffany to hear this. <laughs> I I either am very outgoing, but at the same time I am very reserved. Um so on the last night of the conference, at the end we had these cards we had to fill out and um they pretty much said like who you are, where you're from, what you came to the conference trying to get what you wanted to leave behind, how it, you have been changed, what's the message, whatever. So once we all filled them out, Sarah said, okay, swap them out with someone. And so everybody's swapping them out, and I'm standing there like, I guess I don't have anybody, you know, which is ironic because it's thousands of women, and somehow I end up standing with um with no one so I look around and like three rows up for me is a girl and she's like hey I'm coming up there to swap cards with you and I'm like girl I don't feel like climbing over all these people whatever she's like no 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 don't worry I'm coming up and she like runs up the balcony and she comes up and we swap cards and um so we're talking and everything and so she's like okay can I pray for you? And I'm like, all right. So she prays for me or whatever. And, um, she's like, well, will you pray for me? And so I ended up praying for her. And, um, I really felt like led by the Holy spirit to just say different things and pray for different things and call out different things in her and just like encourage her, you know? And so when it was over, she's like, 
you don't know me, but it's definitely like there was an anointing all over your prayer. And I'm once again, I have to drive home that I am a skeptic by nature. So I was like, okay, all right. But even I like felt, I felt empowered by my ability to pray for her because that was outside of my comfort zone. Like even if I am praying, which I'm all, if I tell you I'm praying for you, I'm always praying for you. But it's more of a private thing for me. So that was like a a bold thing for me to pray for someone else and to pray for someone else in a public setting and to really truly hear from the Holy Spirit about what to pray for and how to pray. That was something that um, was really different for me, a different experience. We ended up um, exchanging numbers, which is another thing I probably would not normally do. And we've talked a few times, so I'm not sure where this is going, but one thing that I really wanted to take away from the conference is really opening myself up past who Ashley has said that she is to allow myself to become who God has called me to be. Okay. Well, I think we talked enough today. Okay. <laughs> so we'll bottle cap this one. Um, anything else you want to leave people with? Or the friends with as you sign off. All right. So I think how I'm going to try to close this out every time is maybe with a quote. And in the spirit of Woman Evolve and this new direction that I believe my life is taking, I just want to say, uh, man, I forgot who says this quote. His name is like WC something. But it's. Not what they call you, but what you answer to. And that's it. All right. Listen, share, tell a friend, follow Ashley. Ashley explains it all on Instagram. Ashley4586 on the Twitter. And that's just, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all. All right. Until next time, are you going to say what we're going to talk about next time? Or are you just going to wait and see? The next time we're together, I want to talk about how black women saved my life. Black women saved my life. That's going to be good. Go off, sis. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. All right. All right.